Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast Season 2, hosted by Ben Wyatt. Your destination for food trends, business talk, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. Before we start, a huge thank you goes to Worth Foods, who are our podcast sponsor. Worth Foods believe that enjoying a snack is an opportunity to pause for a moment, even when you're on the go. So next time you're listening to a Retail Ready podcast, grab a Worth Foods bar and enjoy a delicious pause moment in your day. Visit worthfoods.com.au for more information. Now let's get on with today's Retail Ready podcast episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast and this is episode number four, probably one of the last ones of the year. So firstly, everyone have a great uh, Christmas coming up and holidays and thank you for tuning in again to the Retail Ready Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a guest who I've followed mainly on Instagram. This is the first time we've actually spoken. So she's like a, a celebrity in my eyes and it's interesting. This lady has probably saved me thousands of dollars without even knowing it and has probably made me thousands of dollars without even knowing it. And I've not even paid her a dollar. All I've done is followed Suzanne, who I'm going to introduce you to, on Instagram, who shares her stories and her just her knowledge every day. And this podcast is one a thank you to Suzanne and also so that you guys um, can tap into her knowledge as well. And I'm just going to be peppering questions at Suzanne about her journey, how she works with businesses, and we'll just see where it goes. So welcome to the show, Suzanne. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Thank you for that intro. And I'm glad I've saved you some money. It <laughs> is. Some money. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't even know where to start with just your little, I call them little knowledge bombs, your your little wisdoms that have been with me, I would say three or four years, because it was before I started Doggylicious. And yeah, your 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 help helped me massively. So I just, yeah, appreciate it. I, I Before I carry on, can you just give an overview of who you are, what do you do, and then let the questions begin? Yeah, sure. So um, I started my career 30-odd years ago, and I started in at KPMG, so in finance. Then I um, decided I wanted to be in a branded business. So I've got a finance background. So then I went to Adidas. Um, and they taught me everything about sales, a branded business, and and majority being wholesale. Okay. So um, loved every minute of it. Absolutely loved it. And it was a time when we tripled in our sales, you know, that we were there, the time I was there. I was there about seven years. Then I took that knowledge and went to Country Road. And, again, another branded business. Mm-hmm. So, again, all about branding and marketing and sales but I learned all about retail. Then I took that, both of those knowledge, and went to um, Sleepmaker, so part of Pacific Brands at the time. Yep. And I went to Sleepmaker and Holeproof, and I learned everything about manufacturing. So obviously, you know, as time goes on, you Mm -hmm. move up the ladder. And, you know, so after 20 years in corporate, um, my husband and I decided that we needed a bit of a change. So we thought, oh, how hard could a small business be? 
naively (laughs) and we moved to Byron Bay and we bought a really small um, wholesale bakery called Soul Breads Mm -hmm. and we've been there and we bought it and it was turning over about 800 grand at the time and we've turned that into a $30 million business (laughs) in 13 years. Yeah. So, and I'm not sure if you know or not, Ben, but we've actually sold it. I didn't know that. No, I all all I know is that your husband, because it's another great tip that you always say, your husband always walks around with a soul bread T-shirt, so it's yes. like the best marketing ever. So, yeah. will he will he still be wearing this T-shirt um, now well, you've sold it? <laughs> well, we're sort of in the we've sold it. We're in the process of going. You know, it hasn't 100% finalized. Legally, it has. Yep. Um, Mark's still working for them. Wow. Well, congratulations, because yeah. I know, like, as every, the people who are listening, like, I remember you going into stores, changing displays, putting stickers on in the early days, and you always Absolutely. say you have to, you have to do the hard work. So, bloody hell, well done. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. What sort of happened was it probably started a little bit before COVID, and then during COVID, mm. um, I was a bit, what's next? Yeah, we'd been doing soul breads for 10, 11 years, and it was like, okay, you know, it's got to a great state. Yep. You know? And I personally really love it when it's more in the early hustle stages. Yep. When it gets to 30 mil, it feels a bit more. Um, there's Corporate. too many rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's everything's politically correct. Everything's like I was just spending my time in meetings. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's why I started. Wow. Yeah, so I started coaching just for we had no intentions of selling it at that stage. Yep. And we, I was just like, I'll just give this coaching. I, what I found was so many biz, small businesses didn't know how to run a business. Mm-hmm. They had fantastic products, but they just don't know how to run a business because they just haven't been exposed to it. So... I was lucky enough to have 20 years corporate and then 10 of my own. So I was like, I just want to share this knowledge. So I took on two clients, uh, like, you know, they were one business. Yep. And they, I'm, I sort of met them on Instagram and they were doing a podcast. And years before they had helped me with Instagram, you know, oh, for yeah. corporates. Yep. And I just asked them if they, I met them in Byron, they were New Zealanders and they came to Byron for a uh, surfing trip, they young 20-year-olds. Mm. And <laughs> we met up for a coffee and I could just tell they didn't know how to run a business. Yep. So I just said, look, I'm thinking of coaching. Do you guys want um, me to help you happy to do it for free and I said I'll just see if I like it and yep. if you like it and we'll take it from there and so that were my very first client and then it's just snowballed since then that's so, impressive so then can I ask so when you started your very first client where did you start with their business so what because you, you would have been fresh because it would have been so you probably saw 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 things that they could have done better from your knowledge. Where did you start with your number one client? What was your number one priority uh, at the early days? So they were actually a service-based business, which I now only specialize in product-based businesses. Yep. So, but with any business, I can look at their Mm P&L and I can tell what's wrong. 
and so what their priorities are. So, for example, um, those two girls, they weren't made, they, their margin was terrible. Okay. So we had to fix their margin. Yeah. So, so I can, so if you look at your PL, I can sort of tell. Yeah. If your margin is only 50%, say. Yeah. There is no point trying to get into every big wholesaler under the sun because they just won't take you. Mm-hmm. you know? So they won't make enough money and you won't make enough money. Like it won't work. So it's like fix that first yep. and then we can go into wholesale. Yeah. Okay. But different businesses have different things. Some sometimes it's they've got just too much stock, so they haven't so they're having a cash flow problem. So it's like get rid let's get rid of the old stuff so we can get some newness and get some cash and then you know we can launch the new range properly. Um sometimes often most of the times it's not sales first. Most of the times there's other things that we have to fix mainly margin, yep. expenses, or too much stock, Yep, and then we fix sales. Yeah, because I know from, from following you all this time, there's probably one value that I know that you always come back to, and it is profit. Uh, yeah. and, and and it's interesting because I hear you say it, and I always look at my P&L, and I always go, okay, the tips that you've said. I always go, yep. How how do you increase your profit? What levers can you pull, push, and and move around on things? And so, would you say, of all the clients that you you deal with now, it it always comes back to profit at the end of the day, or is there other kind of bigger areas as well that you also focus on with your other clients? No, it's always profit because you're only in business to make a profit. Mm. If you if you don't want to make a profit, it's a hobby. You know? It's so, so true. Yeah, so it's just a hobby. And if you're happy with a hobby, that's fine. I, like my brother-in-law has got a business that makes him about $100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And I am, con- it could be millions and millions. Yeah. And he's like, no, oh, that, that's just my income. That's just the size I want to keep it. I'm just happy. It's a hobby. I don't have to stress about it. Yeah. You know? Um, so if you want a business, you have to focus on your profit. And then the levers are, let's just say, once you fix up your margin, once you fix up your stock, once you have got a really tight expenses, mm-hmm. then you focus on sales. And then because you know that no matter what you sell, it will affect profit. Like there's so many people have sales and Black Friday is a perfect example. <laughs> and that was going to be my next question. So carry on, yeah, because. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, like I am all for sales strategically. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in sales just for the sake of it. So I see some businesses on sale at the moment that are, you know, 40, 50, yep. even 60% off. Now, if that is just product they have a ridiculous amount of and they've got a cash flow problem, yep. by all means, sell it, you know. If it's just we have a, um, you know, we want to beat last year, mm-hmm. who cares? If you're not <laughs> going to make any money out of it, who cares, <laughs> you know. Like if you're not going to make profit at the end of the day, what's the point? Interesting. There's, what I notice is because – like say I, fo- I follow you I follow a few other people that I kind of just 
keep me in line and I'm just there for kind of just um, knowledge and I follow a lot of brands and it's true I look at a lot of brands and I go bloody hell I was like you must be making a lot of margin if you can do a 40% off 50% off for Black Friday you got to be the- careful with corporates though oh yeah. correct you know, there's two things going there's different things going on in corporates as there is in a small business mm. which obviously then impacts small business because it's your competition but in the bigger corporates the sales guys are bonused on sales mm. they're not bonused on um, profit the okay. only person looking at profit in the business is the CFO and a CEO yes. so in your if you're a sales guy and you're budget is 10%, you know, mm-hmm. on top of last year, you do whatever it takes. It's true. You, don't care, it's you know, true. because that's your bonus. You might be pocketing 20 or 30 grand, even 100 grand in some mm. cases, you know. So if it's affecting your pocket, that's how you behave. Yeah, which then you you look at that behavior as a small business. You look at that behavior and go, oh, well, if they're doing it, everyone has to do it. And your your post last week about Black Friday, literally the post you were saying about if you've got the profit or if you've got stock, it's a great opportunity. I'm I'm not going to do a Black Friday deal because one, I've not done many deals because it's like, well, I, I give a good value product anyway, um, all year round, and I'll, but I don't want to be like everyone else, and I think twenty percent to me is a, a massive discount yes. to my product. Yeah. But for a Black Friday, 20%, I was, I was speaking to my wife about this and I go, do you click on emails at Black Friday if it's 20%? She goes, no. She goes, I'll go on if it's 30, 40 or 50. And it, it's that kind of attitude and behavior into it where you go, I don't want to follow suit with everyone else and lose money at the end of the day because what's the point? I'll, I'll, wait, <laughs> I'll wait till a couple of weeks and and do a different offer uh, completely. And, yeah, yeah, your your post was fantastic about that. So Yeah, you just don't need to go, look, as I said, I'm all for sales strategically. But um, if you don't need to, don't, mm. don't lose money just for, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's a behaviour that lots of small businesses really fall into. And then they come to me and they say, Suzanne, I'm, you know, I've been trading for two years. I've mm. done everything right and, and I'm not making any money. And we look at it and it's just like, well, your margin's, yep. you know, up the creek. And In. your original margin's not. It's just you're on sale all the time. So you're teaching your customers yep. just to wait for a sale. That's yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah, it's like Luke's deodorant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your product, like in Soul Breads, we never had a sale, mm. right? Never, ever. People don't think Black Friday, oh, I'm going to buy a food product cheaper. (laughs) It's true. It's so true. (laughs) So it's like the biggest thing you have to do is obsess about your customer, Mm. absolutely obsess about your customer and think, um, what does my customer want? It doesn't matter what Country Roads customer wants. That's a different customer to yours. They, They may be the same person. But they've got a different mindset when they're buying your product. Yeah, and, and that's true. And and I'm, I'm just about to put a post on LinkedIn today because for the last two and a half weeks, I've been doing personalized. So I've got everyone a Christmas card. So whoever placed an order online this year has now got a Christmas card. And I always ask for the dog's name. And yeah. so everyone's getting a postcard 
Christmas card sent out to say thank you just for supporting the brand. And yeah, lovely. That has cost me in total $200, $250 for stamps and a card. But what that will do to my customer, well, everyone's chasing a Black Friday deal. I'm hopefully then changing it and going, because my customer is a middle-aged lady. It's, it's as simple as that, all around Australia. And I go, if I can keep her or them for another year, it's going to improve my business so much. But it's also just, I actually care about my customer. I don't care about sales. Um, but the sales come from looking after the customer. So yeah, I'm I'm seeing a lot of just people just throwing money out the window for Black Friday. Uh, and yeah, your post was fantastic about that. So uh, I, it, it all depends on your product um, and your customer. Mm. That's like what you're doing is absolutely fabulous. You know, like that is because your customer is, um, you know, the middle-aged girl mm. that, the, um, you know, she's got a dog, she's, you know, her dog's more important than anything in her life, you know, yeah. she's happy to give it special peanut butter, not the, you know, yeah. regular human variety, like all that sort of stuff, right? So she's a little bit dog crazy. If you say, you know, thanks very much for supporting me, she will support you for another Correct. year or two, guarantee Correct. it. Indeed, right? indeed. Yeah. And so, she's not getting that sort of service from any big company. Correct, correct. And I've got a question about a big company. So I know you you loved your time at Adidas. Yeah. Why? Why? And that's one question I've got today going. they You seem like they taught you a lot of different kind of areas and knowledge in different spaces. Why were they so good and have you ever come across a big business like Adidas um, in your travels again? No, I haven't, unfortunately. So for all my jobs after that, um, none of them were as good as Adidas. And the reason that Adidas was so good was so I would have been in my, you know, like early to late 20s while mm. I was there and most people were about the same age Yeah, and the general manager was – you know, probably 40, we thought he was old. <laughs> and <laughs> and all the managers under him just had this brilliant um, solutions-focused attitude. And he drove that, obviously. Okay. So he drove that it was absolutely fine to make a mistake, you know, but what did we learn and, you know, what are we going to do differently? And we had these solutions-focused teams, like it was. They were called um, they were called continuous improvement teams. Okay. But we had them all through the business, so all the people in the warehouse, they were like, "Okay, what are we going to do?" You know, and and they had to set their own. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like management came down and said, "This is what you have to do." Um, so that so it was the culture, really, the thing yep. that I loved the most. And the product, I'd never worked in a product that I really loved and um, just the marketing and the sales. Like they did, I just, even though I was sort of finance, I just learned everything about running a business. So because I was involved in absolutely everything. Yeah. Yeah. I was always, always intrigued. I was like, because yeah, it's a brand that I've grown up with. But I've never heard anyone work uh, for them. And I was like going, 
how great that yeah hey you always talk about it and i go what what was it and i guess it comes down to every business really into you could have the the shittest job in the world but if the culture's right and the people around you you enjoy yeah. you, you you could rock up I, I remember one of my best jobs being a cleaner um with my auntie's business and yeah. as as cleaning toilets but yeah. It was one of my best jobs I've had because I was with my cousins and my aunties and yeah. it was just a laugh for eight hours a day. So it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So it was it was definitely the culture and also I was young and I was just a sponge, mm. you know, like I just learned everything about business there. Um, and look, you know, I've still got some of my best friends are from there, you know, and yep. the general manager, like, so that was a long time ago. And the general manager was in Byron the other day with his brother on a holiday and, you know, we caught up for dinner. Yeah. Uh, so it's always a good sign. I love it. Yeah. yeah that's why I loved it. Yeah. Interesting. And so now going back to your business coaching and mentoring, you've now built, it seems like you've built an incredible group of businesses and individuals. So a couple of questions here is, one, how many businesses do you now look after and do you see is it just different challenges for each business or are you seeing the same challenge regardless of profit like coming back to that do you see all your businesses the same or do they all have different kind of um, hurdles uh, for their products or are they all on the same kind of same journey Um, because then I want to talk about the retreat getting everyone together but yeah, I just want to start off with, yeah, who have you got and how many and kind of what the process is there? So I'm pretty selective in who I take mm. because I've only got, you know, a limited amount of time. Yeah. And, um, yeah, for me it's more about helping people rather than turning this into a $10 million business. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm very – and I over-deliver you know, that's just my nature. So my nature is, and in any business, obsess about the customer and give them what they need. Okay. Yeah. So that, same as soul breads, which is why it was a success, same mm-hmm. as coaching. So um, I've got lots and lots of different types of businesses, but they're all product-based. Yep. All different industries. You know, some are in, you know, some have got dog treats in mm-hmm. supermarkets, some have got clothing, some have got skincare jewellery, you know, knitting kits, mm. you know, like all different types of things. Um, they have similar problems, but they a lot of the problems come down to um, what product it is, but it's also personality type okay. of the owner. Yeah. So, like, everyone obviously has to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's got the same a business is a business, yep. you know, so I teach the same skills can be transferred across different businesses. But um, lots of things are different depending on the person. So one person might be really outgoing and really happy to turn up on social media and drive mm. her e-commerce. One person will hate that to death. Yep. And but be really good at wholesale and building relationships with, you know, small customers. And the one that's great at e-commerce couldn't think of anything worse than going into wholesale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's um, 
you've got to fit your business to your personality a bit. You know, like I can tell people, I remember I said to someone, you know, you could do X, Y, Z. She just looked at me and she said, Suzanne, that makes me feel physically sick. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <Yep. laughs> like, okay, we won't do that. We'll do something else. Yeah. You know, so um, you've got to fit it. Everyone does have a different personality. And so there's no secret source, hmm. you know, like, the things I said at the start about your margin, your stock, your expenses, then you can sell. That part about selling is different for different people. Yep. Like Mark and I, Mark better than me, is really, really good at the relationships and being patient. I'm a bit impatient. So he is fantastic for um, the smaller guys. Yeah. You know? Whereas I'm fantastic with the bigger guys doing a presentation, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, you know the lingo. Um, yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it just sort of depends on you. It depends on you. Interesting. You know? Interesting. Yeah. And and you brought them all because I was pretty jealous because I wanted to be there and hopefully I will be one day. But um, everyone came to beautiful Byron Bay for a weekend retreat. And tell me, why did you do that? I, I understand it was to get everyone together, but what did you get out of it? And what do you think your the clients got out of it? Because it looked fantastic. And yeah, so did it I've, help? Yeah, so I've got about 40 clients and some of them I see fortnightly, some I see monthly, mm-hmm. um, some I see ad hoc. And we are, I didn't, and I only wanted a small retreat. So we had 25 clients and we sold out like in 24 hours. Yeah. And the reason that I wanted it was because these, you know, all my clients are fantastic. Like I only take on people I like. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have to, because I spend nice. so much time thinking about their business and them. And so I really genuinely like all my clients. And um, so I wanted them to get together because there's two things that hold businesses back. One's knowledge, they just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And a big thing is confidence. So I wanted them to get to see if other people are doing it, so could they. Yeah. Okay. You know? And that's not just from the speakers, that's also from the other people in the room, you know? Yeah. No, so, it, it looked fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, so that's – and I just know I've got some really fantastic friends that I can talk to about business that are really honest with me. Yeah. Um, and they're not my, you, you know, my usual friends. They're my business buddies. Yep. You know, and, um, that's what I wanted for my clients because running a business by yourself is quite lonely. You know, you've only got yourself. Correct. Correct. And, you know, you can't, you know, you're not best friends with your customers because it's a business transaction, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like you need, you need buddies, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, so that's why that's why I did it. So I wanted to teach them. So I had fan, absolutely sensational speakers, and I wanted them all to mix and be buddies. Yep. And that's why I wanted it. Um, everyone stayed at the same place, and and I also wanted to spoil them a bit because I know it's it's hard. You know, like I've been there. I know how hard mm-hmm. it is. So I wanted it in a beautiful place. Byron's pretty easy. Correct. And um, yeah. So all everyone had to do was get to the airport and then we picked them up 
and we looked after em- absolutely everything else for the next three days. Yeah, no, it, it looked beautiful, and I know people were sharing it because I I follow your clients because, um, like I say, it's I want to support and to more just to go oh what they're doing because i know there's a big push you keep saying pr is fantastic so i always go what what are other businesses doing that i can do and tap into and like say i'm i'm a a dog business but i'll look at your jewelry businesses or your furniture business and go what what can i pick up from that and i see you every day on instagram stories and i go oh i should do that but i i can't Oh, well, it's not, I can't. It's like your client goes, oh, it doesn't, just doesn't make me feel comfortable. So I looked at that retreat and went, the knowledge that you'd get in that weekend would be phenomenal, but also take away, you know, all little kind of little nuggets, knowledge nuggets from different people. Uh, and yeah. I, just, I just thought it was a beautiful idea from, you don't see that much other businesses sharing information and the struggles, like you just see, Instagram and LinkedIn making out that everyone's a hundred million dollar business on a hundred percent margin. So you go, is there there anyone struggling out there? (laughs) Yeah, and that's actually um, it's actually a good point because even after the retreat, uh, where you know the people, just the people at the retreat are in a group chat, Mm. and you know they post the good things, and then someone left left the group chat Mm -hmm. said there's only good things and I'm just feeling really vulnerable and my business is struggling at the moment so then everyone got into the oh no I might have had that I might have been (laughs) in the x you know Forbes magazine but my sales have been the worst they've ever been or you know I just had a staff member leave so I've had to work you know three months straight yeah you know what I mean so um yeah, we share wins and losses. That's but we, yeah, but and and it's been it's really good because when someone has a problem, it's not it's not a whinge. It's like I've got this problem. Does anyone else have it? Yeah. How did you How did you get over it? That's so um, yeah. yeah. So it's like um, it's fabulous. Like they just all chat to each other. You know, I'll put my two bobs in here and there, but it's it's fabulous for them because they're all on the ground doing it, and they get you know, me, you know, yep. once a fortnight sort of thing. So it's good they get each other. And I just know someone did a big launch to a, you know, big wholesaler. Yep. And she got the pitch deck off someone else in a totally rela- unrelated business. But it's like, but I'll, I've, she'd never done a, you know, pitch yep. to a wholesaler. So she's like, okay, I'll, I'm, it's the same, just a different product. Yeah, correct. So, yeah. So Same. they're just really helping. It's just good to have buddies, and I don't think you get that on a group Zoom or a. You just don't get it in online. You, you know? don't. You don't get it in life, to be honest. I don't think yeah. even in your workspace, you. <laughs> it's yeah. like, especially yeah. in the corporate world, like you. Yeah, you can't be vulnerable, and you can't. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah, look, look to that. would all be. They were all really vulnerable, and you know some of the best chats were you know. On the in the morning, walking to the beach, you know stuff like that, mm. like that you, um, you know, you might not want to put up your hand in a group of twenty five and say, yep. "I've got this," uh, but you'll be happy to share it with someone that you're connected with, you know, like over lunch. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Oh, so, yeah, so it was, um, 
for me personally, it was a career highlight. Like yeah. I absolutely loved every minute of it. Fantastic. It was exactly what I wanted. Mark, so Mark, my husband Mark was there and my nephew, mm-hmm. he um, has had his own business before and he's now working for someone else. And and then the speakers I had, most of them are friends of mine. Yep. You know, so so I just loved it. Yeah, you know? and my friends, I didn't really talk to them, but I knew that, and they were talking to my clients. Like even over dinner, they would <laughs> sit there and they would talk to, you know, my clients and really help them. So it was, I just loved it. I absolutely loved it, and everyone was on a buzz after. Ah, oh, really. and that, and that's good. So, will you be doing it again? Do you think? Or yep, yeah. Yep, yep. So uh, I'll book it in for next August, and yeah. No, so, we'll, so if, if you if you want if anyone's listening and you and you yeah it, like I was looking from the outside in and I was going oh it it reminded me because I've for me going to like an expo west in LA walking to see different brands and going to shops and stuff like that and going to like naturally good in Sydney and hearing guest speakers I looked at that weekend and went oh my god I went the knowledge you'd get from this weekend with all these different businesses would be worth like thousands. I don't even think you could learn yeah. half of this in a degree. Like it's just people going, oh, I wouldn't do that or maybe do this, tweak this. And you only need to come away with one idea or one change of uh, thinking and <laughs> it could yeah. it could blow your business up. So yeah, um, it, yeah, it, it looked great from the outside in and it's great that it was, great on the inside as well so yeah. well done no we we all really loved it mm. we really really loved it yeah, Perfect. yeah. and no. so what does what does next year look like for you then and now that well the business touch wood um nothing goes wrong there with soul breads so what what's your plans next year are you focusing on the business uh, coaching or are you going to have are you going to now balance it with enjoying life and helping clients what's the future so the future for me is I have a very I have a really lovely life mm. <laughs> so there'll be more of that and I more focused on clients and I will probably do a small sort of course but not a online course like a um this I haven't worked it out yet, yep. but I don't like. I'm not a massive fan of the online courses because I've bought them myself and then yeah. you know, pay and you never finish. And I want people. So many people ask me to take them on, and I just can't take everyone. Got so it. I think I'll do like a course, like 25 odd people, but it'll be you turn up and we go through stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, and then those people will then have access to the retreats as well. Yeah, okay. Because you have to be a client to be to come to the retreat. Oh, yeah perfect so, yeah so um so I think I will do that awesome well I, I I look forward to hearing more about that but I yeah I just wanted to like I say I'm, I'm a big fan it's been I've known a little bit about your story I've now known a lot more about your story and a lot more about what you do and um just yeah you mentioned it before like you 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 can't stop thinking about clients' businesses and what they can do. And and I sense that every day uh, that I see you uh, online. And it, it, it's just great knowing that I'm sure the businesses that you work for have someone that has got their back and can be 
I don't know, just that voice, uh, because I know I need one sometimes when you're banging your head against the table going, oh, is this worth it? And you're paying your bills and you're going, where's, where's the profit? And then you've got more packaging um, come in and just go, what's going on? So having someone like yourself, for me, and I don't even pay you, is just... <laughs> He's just going, okay, I'm I'm doing the right things. I'm making the right steps and it, it is a battle. So one, it's a huge thank you just for having your time today. Hopefully other people who are listening to this, because we've got a lot of one category managers, brands, businesses, banks listen to this. So I'm sure people have taken a lot of insights away from it. And I just can't wait to hear more and hopefully be one on, on your retreat next year. So thank you so much Suzanne it's been been incredible just saying hello fabulous so just thank you for that the last thing I would say to anyone listening that's got their own business Mm -hmm. focus on your customer Mm. obsess about your customer and if you obsess about your customer you'll be a success and that means how they like your website what packaging Mm. they would like What's the next thing that they, you you know, for the next range? Absolutely obsess about your customer, even to the what time of day do they want delivered for us? That's important. You know, so obsess about your customer and the sales will come. That's really powerful. There you are. I, I love finishing. I'm going to just finish on that note So because that is beautiful. So thank you so much again. And have a great Christmas and uh, New Year and enjoy Byron Bay. Um, probably in the best time of the year at the moment. (laughs) Exactly. And I hope you have a fabulous Christmas. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Bye.